Hello, and welcome to the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I'm Carl from selfsufficienthub.com, and I'm here to talk about all things self-sufficiency, all things homesteading, and about how we can reduce the gap between our consumption and our production. Sustainability and food security matters. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 341 of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast. I hope you're all safe and well. Today we're going to be carrying on our Back to Basics series and we're going to be following on from last week's episode which was 10 kitchen projects everyone can do. Today we're taking it outdoors and we're going to do 10 garden projects that everyone can do. Now slight variation on last week's insofar as for this one for not all but most of the things we're going to talk about today it does assume you have a garden so it might not be open to completely everyone some of the things on this list if you live in an apartment but a lot of these things everyone can do and certainly if you've got a garden you can do all of these things and these are 10 projects you can do you can go and do these all in a weekend there's nothing massive here they're all things that you can do and they're really really accessible Before we get into that, I just want to say thank you to our latest patrons. We've had two new patrons and they are Simone Wilson and Cara Owen-Jones. I hope I'm pronouncing your names correctly. Please forgive me if I'm not. But thank you so much, Cara and Simone, for choosing to support the show in that way. I, I really am touched every time that someone believes that the content I'm putting out is of such value to them that they choose to support the show in that way. It really, really does make a difference. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Speaking of patrons, we'll be giving away a book on Friday to one of our patrons. and We're going to be giving away the Wardlock Step-by-Step Gardening Series Gardening, or sorry, Greenhouse Gardening by Adrienne Wilde. It's a little book and it covers pretty much everything you're going to want to know about greenhouse gardening, from setting up your greenhouse and building it in the first place to heating options, damp proofing, some irrigation tips, and you know, how to sow and propagate and use your greenhouse all year round, etc. etc. It's got a little bit of everything in here. That is Greenhouse Gardening by Adrian Wilde. We're going to be giving that away to a patron on friday of course if you'd like to be included in that draw all you need to do is go to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub right on to the meat of today's episode and as i say we're talking about 10 garden projects that everyone can do number one this is something we can all do and perhaps we overlook it and don't think about it but that is to get free plants It's really, really easy to get free plants because when we look in our gardens, every year there's something that we've got a few too many of that we're going to maybe thin out or we just don't need anymore. Perhaps we're replacing. I'm thinking things like mint. If you ever need mint, you don't ever need to buy it in a shop because if anyone has planted mint in their garden, they will know that it really is very, very invasive. And anyone who's planted mint in their garden is more than happy to give away some of those plants because they just have too many. So mint's a great example. Strawberries are another one. If you know someone who grows strawberries and has a strawberry patch, then maybe not every year, but probably every year, they'll have 
additional plants that they just don't need that they'll be thinning out. So the same can apply for things like raspberries. The list goes on and on and on. So the biggest tip here is just to really let everyone know. If you're just setting up a garden for the first time, just let everyone know. Post it on Facebook, post it on Instagram, wherever it is you are online. Let everybody know. Tell your friends. You could even go to the local garden centre and put a little sign up, a little advert on the wall there if they'll let you anywhere like that, any communal space, and just say, look, I'm looking for any free plants that people don't need anymore. And you'll be surprised by what you might get offered. I get offered free plants all the time. And if I can, I usually take them. So there's lots and lots of options for this. I've picked up free rhubarb crowns at the side of the road. Another one at this time of year is lots of people will have too many seedlings. So again, just by putting your name out there and saying that you're after whatever anyone else doesn't need, you can pick up loads of surplus seedlings that other people have sown too many of. So it's a great time of year to be doing this. So get free garden plants is number one on our list. Number two is another way of getting free plants and it's by propagating the plants we own by tip layering. So tip layering is one of the best ways to increase your number of berry plants, for example. Almost all soft fruit will propagate through tip layering. Perhaps not all, but almost all. And things like blueberries are great examples of this. You can do it with cranberries. You can do it with grapes. You can do it with blackberries. You can do it with all of these things. And basically what you do is the the stems of the new shoots that come out at the side of the plant just pin some of that down under the soil. Now, I've done a video on this on YouTube. If you search my channel for tip layering, there'll be a video there all about it. But you basically just scratch a little bit of the bark off and pin that shoot down under the ground and it will start to take root. And if you leave it there for a season or so, you can then cut it from its parent plant and transplant it, pot it up into another pot, let it grow on for a season and you've got a brand new plant. Now, these are going to be exact clones of the mother plant. So if you've got a choice, you want to take it from your most prolific mother plants. But this is a great way of turning one blueberry bush into hundreds of blueberry bushes over a few seasons. It's a really great way of creating new plants. It's how things like strawberries propagate naturally and you'll see them doing it by sending out runners. Or we can basically use a lot of the stems from our soft fruit bushes to, you know, treat them as runners and just encourage them give them a little bit of encouragement along the way number three on our fourth on our 10 things that uh, everyone can do in the garden and is to create a diy water feature water area a bird bath or a pond of some description it doesn't have to be huge it can be as simple as just burying a little container in the ground and then just bringing soil up to the edge of it and we can use that for all sorts of things to encourage some of our pest control into the garden having somewhere that things like hedgehogs can come and get a drink these hedgehogs are going to be the same animals that snuffle out all of those slugs overnight and deal with things like that so having a water area in the garden somewhere for wildlife is a huge boon to your whole ecosystem out there and like I say it's going to encourage lots of those animals into your garden that can then help you with your pest control bird uh, songbirds 
The smaller songbirds are also a great advantage to the garden for picking off lots of the pests and having a bird bath or something like that is a great way of encouraging them in. So creating your own little water feature is something that's not beyond anyone. It's really, really simple. It can be as simple as you want it to be. Number four, and we're back to propagating propagate from cuttings so again things like grapes can be propagated from cuttings so can berries just by taking some of the it's not the best time of year here in the northern hemisphere to be doing this now but if you're listening in the southern hemisphere then you can start thinking about it because the time to take those cuttings are in late winter or early spring when the plant is dormant and you can take those cuttings and pot them up it's probably worth having a look online and digging around and getting some information specific to the plant it is that you want to take cuttings from but you might be surprised at how many plants will propagate quite happily from cuttings whether it's root cuttings or hardwood cuttings or softwood cuttings whatever it might be you can propagate fruit trees you can propagate berries there's loads of things that we can propagate through cuttings so taking the time to think about what it is that you're going to propagate doing a bit of research and giving those cuttings the best chance and by doing some of the things like hardwood cuttings and root cuttings you can create potentially dozens of new plants from just one small piece taken away from the mother plant if you're going to take root cuttings you only ever want to take a maximum of about a third of the root so you leave two thirds of the root with the mother plant so that it can carry on doing its thing but then you can separate those root cuttings into quite small pieces and successfully propagate each of those into new plants so that's number four propagate from cuttings number five on our list is to build or increase your composting options build a composting option for yourself or increase the composting options that you already have so perhaps you could think about making a hot composting bin just by using a regular composting bin and attaching some insulation to the outside of it. That's a great way of keeping all of that heat inside and allowing you to to hot compost in a smaller space than you might otherwise need. Perhaps you want to build, as we spoke about on a recent episode, some worm towers. This is something I'm going to be doing. It's an idea I'm really, really excited by building some worm towers in your beds or even in some of your bigger pots. It's just one way you can use vermicomposting. Another way is to create a kitchen vermicompost bin using worm composting in the kitchen. It doesn't need a huge space and it's a great way of doing your composting right there where you're creating some of your food waste and some of your, you know, your, your spare cuttings that you take off your plants once you've got them inside, if you like, that you're not going to need anymore. You can deal with them right there in the kitchen. So that's number five is to create or increase your composting options and you can do that yourself so just a quick run through one numbers one to five number one is to get free plants just by telling everyone you're after them is the the biggest tip here number two is to do some tip layering of your berries to create more plants number three is to create a diy water feature or somewhere that the wild animals can have access to water in your garden number four propagate from cuttings and number five build or increase your composting options right number six build some pallet containers container gardening so you can use 
any pallets they're free to get hold of they're everywhere you just need to ask around building sites is a great way of getting them any kind of industrial warehouse unit or industrial workshop all of these places have things that come in on pallets and then usually some of the pallets they'll have to return some of them they'll have a deposit on but a lot of them one-off items and things like that usually they just need to dispose of the pallets somehow and you can get hold of them for free you can take them apart and use that wood to make some containers you can use it to make raised beds even but I'm thinking smaller containers we've got some containers in our garden that were built with just leftover wood that wasn't required really really simple and I'm thinking of an entire herb garden from a pallet if you had a pallet lent up at a bit of an angle facing the sun you could use another pallet and the wood from that to basically create trays almost like mini window boxes that run up the pallet from the bottom to the top you could fill them with soil or compost and grow a vast array of herbs in that small space by utilizing some vertical growing so using pallets to build garden containers is a great project that everyone can do Number seven, something I've spoken about before, and again, I've done a YouTube video dedicated entirely to this, is to make some homemade slate seed markers and plant markers. Really, really simple. All you need is a Tipex pen and some slate. And the slate you can cut into strips. There's loads of different methods of doing that. You can do it just with a trowel with a bit of practice. If you hold the slate and cut along the grain with a trowel, hold the slate against something hard underneath so you form like a guillotine effect and then bring your trowel down in line with the grain of the slate. You can actually cut it just with a trowel. Of course, you can use a little four inch grinder. You can use, you can get a pair of almost scissors that is designed specifically for cutting slate that are fantastic and you can use this to make your strips and then just use a tipex pen to write on them and you've got these amazing permanent seed markers plant markers and the slate itself is really readily available you can pick that up for free speak to any roofer or builder's merchant that stocks slate they're going to have broken slates that they don't want you can pick them up for free and make your own decorative beautiful plant markers that you can use year after year number eight make a mini irrigation system so maybe you've got a greenhouse or polytunnel or perhaps you've just got some pots and you want to think about how you can irrigate them water them basically water them without you having to stand there with a watering can or a hose there's loads and loads of options here if you've got an old brittle hose pipe that isn't really of much use to you anymore perhaps it's got cracks in it and a few holes you might want to make a few more holes and then you can use that actually run it in the compost in the soil in the mulch in whatever it is you're using in your greenhouse and attach that to a water butt and just have a gravity fed irrigation system that way perhaps you could even attach that to the tap and turn your tap on at just the right frequency to allow that water to trickle out into your greenhouse you're going to want to check the size of your holes they're going to want to be just right and they're going to want to be a bit bigger towards the end of the pipe than they are at the start where the water pressure is a bit less but with a bit of practice and a bit of fiddling you can make a perfectly good irrigation system using an old hose pipe some other things you can do are just use water bottles or x drinks bottles pepsi bottles or coke bottles or whatever turned upside down so if you fill them up with water put the lid on but don't turn it up all the way tight 
have it so that it's just trickling out with water and then bury them in your pots or around your greenhouse and then cut a little hole in the top to allow air in. It only needs to be a tiny little slit and then that's going to allow that water to trickle out. And depending on how firmly you've put the lid on, that can trickle out over a few hours or a few days. So you can set that to your own requirements, whatever they might be. Number nine on our list is to install, if you don't already have them, water butts. So if you've got downpipes collecting all the rainwater off of your roof, then you can attach water butts to them. And again, keeping your eyes open on places like FreeCycle and Facebook Marketplace, you can pick these things up really, really cheap or even for free. Loads of people are getting rid of these all the time. It amazes me. But they are out there available to be picked up for free and of course if you can afford it you can just go to the garden center or b&m or wherever you're going and just buy one buy a new one and rig them up it's a great way of both capturing that water that would otherwise have to go into the sewage system or into a soak away and using it actually using it and in so doing reducing the amount of water that you actually need the amount of municipal water if you like mains water the water that's had all of that energy spent on it purifying it so that we can drink it we don't need to use that on our gardens we can use rainwater. so using water butts is a great way of doing that last on our list i did an episode once called super plants and i spoke about watercress we're going to be doing that again now and grow some watercress is the last one on my list and literally anyone can do this take a bowl fill it with water throw some watercress in it will set root and it will start growing. It is that simple. Now, obviously, you can do this in a vast variety of ways. You can do it in your water butts. You can do it anywhere else just with some water and one of the reasons that I made that episode and called it super plants is because watercress is one of these plants that just ticks so many boxes it's delicious it's nutritious really good for you really healthy but also every single part of the plant will is capable of propagating it has the DNA to set roots from every single part of the plant you can just take a tiny fraction of a leaf throw it in some water and it will start to grow roots it's absolutely phenomenal if you're going to want to grow lots of it over a long time in a bigger space then you're going to want to think about feeding it and feeding that water whether you're doing that with compost teas or by adding some compost into the water that's your choice but like I say grow some watercress it's the easiest thing in the world to do and you can literally do it if you're buying watercress already from the supermarket or from the store because you're eating it then just the last little bit in the bag just throw in some water and then you can stop buying it <laughs> you can just propagate it from there super quick super easy it's just a great thing to do so to run through them then all of them from start to finish number one is to get some free plants number two is to do some tip layering number three is to make some water features in your garden number four propagate from cuttings number five build or increase your composting options or capacity number six make some containers out of pallets which are available for free you can get them anywhere number seven make some slate plant markers and again you can get the slate for free if you know where to look and just all you need to buy is a tipex pen number eight is to build a mini irrigation system and at this time of year this is the time of year you're really going to benefit from that when all your seedlings are out there in the polytunnel or the greenhouse number nine install some water butts 
And number 10 is to grow some watercress. Those are my 10 garden projects that anyone can do. I hope that you've found some inspiration there and that there's some things that perhaps you hadn't thought about. I know it's a busy time of year with all the sowing and planting and transplanting, but this episode is one you can come back to when you're not so busy, perhaps. But usually, I don't know about you, I always seem to find myself thinking I could really do with a break, do with something a bit different. And uh, each one of these projects would be something a little bit different that I could spend a moment on in amidst all of the weeding and propagating and sowing that we're doing so there you go there's my 10 garden projects anyone can do i hope you've enjoyed listening to that i will speak to you on wednesday where we've got an interview we will be back on friday as well where we'll be giving away that greenhouse gardening book and again as always thank you ever so much for listening thank you ever so much for all of your support and i will ask you all again it is may so we're having a little bit of a drive for new listeners in may please do share this episode with someone please do share this podcast with someone post it on your social media feed tell someone at work tell someone you live with and uh, spread the word thanks for listening everyone and i'll speak to you really soon cheers This episode of the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast was brought to you by our patrons. You guys are awesome. If you'd like to support the show, there's lots of ways you can do it. The easiest of which is just to like and review it wherever you get our podcasts. You can also tell somebody about it, whether that's on social media or just face-to-face with a friend who you think might benefit from it. But however you support our podcast, we really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to become a patron, please consider doing so by going to patreon.com forward slash self-sufficient hub. However you support the podcast, it's listeners like you that make all of this possible. Thank you ever so much for listening, and I'll speak to you really soon.